Great to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Glad to have this young lady back. She's the host of the Liz Wheeler Show. You know Liz. She's huge on social media. Certainly huge on television for a long time, too. You got a new book out. Liz, first of all, thanks for reaching out the other day. How are you? Thank you, Joe, for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. It's been too long. I mean, it's probably been two years since I've been on your show. It's been a long time. I heard that I said something wrong or something. You were mad at me, but I'm glad that we're over that. I'm, I'm kidding. Nothing like that happened. <laughs> you know, we, we, we no, both, nothing like that happened. We've both been really busy, <laughs> and you've just been tearing it up, and I really appreciate your value system. I appreciate how hard you're working for traditional values, and I don't, I don't know, that, that horrible you know Western nuclear family that we all talk about all the time. And you've now got a book out. It's called Hide Your Children. Go to hideyourchildrenbook.com to find out more about it about it. It's a scary title, but it's appropriate in the day in, in which we live, isn't it? It is. It is. Because I think it doesn't matter if you're a Republican or a Democrat, we can all see the writing on the wall. And that writing is the left is waging what seems to be a deliberate, certainly a relentless attack on our children. And parents saw this, I think, very clearly during the COVID lockdowns. We saw we looked over our kids' shoulders on Zoom school, saw that they were being taught critical race theory or the transgender ideology or just moral relativism that your truth and my truth is more important than the truth. And I set out with this book to find out why. Why was this 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 concerted effort, all these attacks happening at once? It seemed coordinated. What's, what's behind this? And it turns out the answer to that question isn't a what is behind this as much as a who is behind this. Because this is not new, right? For almost a century, what I found, almost a century, the left has been trying to re-engineer our society and unfortunately, they've been very successful at doing so. They've captured four out of five of what I call the major foundational cultural institutions in our country. They've captured the media, the education system, religion, the law, and they've nearly destroyed the nuclear family. There is just one element of the nuclear family left standing. That's children, which is probably why the left is coming after our children. So what I do in this book is I name the names of the people behind the capture of each of these institutions, the people behind the attack on our kids. And then I offer a solution, a solution different than what the Republican Party offers for how we can reclaim our institutions and protect our children. I'm glad you're naming the names and I can't wait to read the book. It's called Hide Your Children and the author is Liz Wheeler. So glad to have you back. Um, The question I have is this. It's the why. I think I know what the why is, but they've waited 100 plus years. I think the progressive movement started in like 1900 or 1910, something like that. I mean, there's always been something where they wanted to get us away from a traditional Judeo-Christian value system in this country, but they really didn't have a, a meeting of the minds where they were doing something actively and they were willing to wait a century. I'm not sure I understand the why other than government wants to be God. Is that really what it is? Well, I think the reason it took a century is because it was a slow march through our institutions, right? This isn't something you can't just come to a free country and say, hi, I'm a Marxist and I'm here to take over your land and your children. People are going to reject you if you do that. It's kind of the frog in a pot of boiling water metaphor where, you know, the frog's in the water and you slowly turn up the heat and he won't jump out. That's essentially what's happened. It started with cultural Marxists. Now, we're, we're all pretty familiar with Karl Marx's original Marxism, this economic Marxism that pits the working class against the ruling class. But to be honest, that didn't really spark the revolution. This idea didn't really spark the revolution that Karl Marx had hoped it would. And, and Marxism kind of died out in the 20th century until a Marxist, an Italian Marxist by the name of Antonio Gramsci revived Marxism for the 21st century. He's the one who observed that, listen, 
The working class isn't going to revolt against the ruling class if they rely on the cultural institutions of the ruling class. So he said, listen, if we want to start this revolution, we have to target these civil institutions first. And that's when we started seeing in our country this march through our institutions as they try to topple the media, the education system, religion, the law, and the nuclear family. One by one by one, they've slowly been infiltrated and hijacked and weaponized against our country But the goal of the people doing this is the same goal as the original Marxists. They're not just anti-capitalist economically. They're anti-freedom, anti-liberty, anti-Americans. It's Liz Wheeler. Follow her everywhere. Uh, Liz, is your show every day? Is it on YouTube? Where can we see the show? It is. You can subscribe on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify. If you like to watch the video version, you can go to YouTube. Although I do recommend that you go to Rumble if you want to watch the video version. Because as you know, YouTube is a little is a little bit with the censorship. So the fully uncensored version is always on Rumble. The best place is Apple Podcasts. It's Monday through Friday. There's extra content that we publish every day for VIPs over on the Liz Wheeler Show community on Locals. And we recently launched an email newsletter at LizWheeler.com. So right. we're really trying to do our best to spread the message to, you know, not just save children for the sake of their individual souls, which means a lot to me as a, the mom of a two and a half year old, but also because if we allow the left to capture our kids, then as a nation, we're done. I couldn't agree more. Uh, the book is called Hide Your Children. HideYourChildrenBook.com is where you can go. Let me ask you something that might sound kind of dumb, but I don't generally think, uh, generally speaking, think that Americans are stupid or that human beings are stupid people. I think we're pretty smart. How are they able to do something as stupid as the most recent thing that we're seeing in schools where they're complaining that conservatives and those who have family values are trying to ban or burn books when you and I both know if we walked in with the King James Version of the Bible and put it in the library, they'd have a fit. So they banned the Bible, got rid of a traditional value system that this, this country is based on, yet they want gay like me to be available to your kids and mine. How, how Were we in a deep slumber? How did we... How do we let that happen? Nobody's even made the argument, hey, can I bring the Bible in? Can I bring the Quran in? You you, you couldn't say that because that's pushing religion. You're proselytizing. But if you want to teach a young man how to have sex with other males, that's perfectly fine. And you're, you're trying to ban books. Well, listen, one of the things that I do in my book is offer a critique of the modern Republican Party. I'm a conservative through and through. And I'm part of the Republican Party because in general, they share my values more than the Democratic Party does. But the Republican Party has behaved exactly as you described. They've closed their eyes. They've been blithely unaware of the reality of the political enemy that we have faced for decades now. And as a result, the left has successfully captured these institutions. One of the hallmark strategies the left uses to dupe people, and I don't blame individual people for being duped. If you don't know that you are being tricked, if you don't know that somebody's trying to pull the wool over your eyes, then, you know, Sometimes you don't notice when it's happening, right? Especially when they do what they do, which is redefine words. So again, they're not coming into your school and saying, I want to teach your child Marxism. What they're doing is they come into your school and say, I want to teach your child anti-racism. That word in and of itself has a positive connotation. None of us are racist. None of us want to be racist. None of us want our children to be racist. We want to teach our children to to treat everyone with dignity and respect and advocate for equality under the law, no matter the immutable characteristic of another person. So you hear these what are essentially euphemisms, the redefinition of words, and you think, okay, it's just empathy to support other people's alternative lifestyle, not knowing that under that umbrella of empathy or inclusion or tolerance, the left means that they want to send grown men dressed as transgender strippers into your child's 
school there yeah. the, the, for these little tots, preschoolers, kindergartners, first graders, second graders, and, and expose them to, again, queer theory is a neo-Marxist ideology. So one of the things I do in my book is unpack some of these euphemisms and say, listen, even the word woke, we've, we've had discussions the last couple of months about what, what is the definition of the word woke? I trace it back to its origins. Its origins are Marxist. It is just a, a rebranding of a Marxist strategy of how to train children in school to look at the world through a Marxist lens. Yes, and it's very, very smart. You're right. Woke, uh, woke is Marxism. Uh, when you say equity, you're talking about socialism. When you say Black Lives Matter, of course we all think Black Lives Matter. Liz, is it, is it the matter of them branding things better? Black Lives Matter, as, as horrible as these people are, it was a Ponzi scheme to take millions of dollars to buy themselves mansions everywhere and to push a queer ideology and a push to push a let's dismantle the Western nuclear family ideology. Are they just smarter at branding than we are? And by we, I don't mean the Republicans either. I'm a conservative like you, but I do align with the Republicans more than the Democrats. Uh, But are they just better branders? Are they better on Madison Avenue? I mean, think of it like this. Think of a hockey game where the goalie's been pulled. I mean, they can take a wild shot from halfway down the rink and it's going to, there's no defense that's being played. The Republicans have just been completely head in the sand for the past half of a century at least. And so Democrats don't even have to try that hard. Black Lives Matter isn't just a Ponzi scheme. It's not just a bunch of corrupt idiots who who are trying to take advantage or or trying to race bait and take advantage of our country. The people at the top of that organization, Patrice Coolers and Alicia Garza, admit that they're Marxists. They're using this Marxist dialectic oppressor versus oppressed to try to tell white people that they're oppressors and black people that they're oppressed. One of the things that is different in my book than a lot of other books that talk about the capture of institutions is my solution for it. A lot of times Republicans are very much more prone to a libertarian view on what government should do, that government shouldn't take an active role in ordering our society. And I make the argument in my book that our constitutional heritage is more of ordered liberty versus absolute liberty. So libertarianism doesn't really work because it doesn't understand what the definition of the word liberty is. So I explore the definition of liberty and the definition of liberty that are the framers of our constitution used when they were designing our government. And from there, I offer a plan in chapter 12. There's 12 things that we can do at the governmental level, not just personally, not just in our own home lives, not just with our children, but governmentally to order our society to protect our kids. The name of the book is Hide Your Children. Go to HideYourChildrenBook.com. Go to LizWheeler.com. Go and follow and subscribe and sign up for everything that that Liz does. You mentioned when we were doing the Zoom and over-the-internet learning, which was horrible for our our kids. In Massachusetts specifically, the teachers' unions there had a problem because parents like you and me would look over our kids' shoulder, as you alluded to earlier, and we would see the horrible things that were being fed to our children. It was so bad for the union that there were some union members that literally said, we want there to be a law that you can arrest parents that are that are looking into our classrooms, classrooms that we pay for, education that we're paying for. They wanted some sort of force of law or legislation to stop parents from seeing what they were doing. So what do we do, Liz? I haven't read your book yet, and I'll bet you you get into this in earnest in the book. Do we shut down the Department of Education? I'd be for that. Do states get the right back to educate, you know, according to how their uh, their their residents want kids to be educated? Do we take everybody out of school, period, and homeschool them? What do we do? Well, I think a combination of all of the above. Yes, we should abolish the Department of Education, certainly. Yes, education should be as localized as possible. Yes, parents should homeschool if 
they possibly can. It is the best outcome academically, socially, um, psychologically for children. So if you possibly can, you should homeschool. But we have to understand exactly what we're facing in the education system. And it's a it's a corrupted institution that is being used to indoctrinate. We can all kind of agree on that premise. But here's what I offer in my book that some people might feel is a little bit edgy. The purpose of an education system is to indoctrinate. It's not that the left is wrong in indoctrinating. It's that they're wrong with what they're indoctrinating ch children with. The purpose of compulsory public education in our nation was always to indoctrinate children. The difference is back when public education became compulsory, first actually in Massachusetts in the, in the 1850s, it was because there were a bunch of immigrants coming to our country and a bunch of Catholic immigrants that were coming to our country. And those in charge of our government at the time were not Catholic and wanted to teach these young people American civics to form them into American citizens that were more loyal to America than to their country of origin. And they wanted to form them into Protestants and not Catholics. So the purpose of our education system has always been to instill certain values in children. We as conservatives just lost sight of that and pretended that education was this neutral playing field. Um, it's never been, and it never will be. There's no such thing as neutrality. Either the left is going to be indoctrinating children in schools or the right is, and I challenge conservatives that we should reclaim the education system and use it for its original purpose, to teach children how to be American and how to be Christian. You're in so much trouble. You're going to break the internet tonight. Twitter's going to melt down. <laughs> Liz Wheeler said that we should indoctrinate kids in school. That's going to be the headline. I mean, Vox is going to write a, a, a very positive uh, article about you now. You know, you're right. Of course, you know, the Judeo-Christian uh, the, the Judeo value system on which this country was founded. Yes, we've got freedom to, to worship as we see fit, but those are still the tenets. Don't murder, don't kill, don't steal, don't covet, don't all these things. So we, we are based on the Magna Carta. We're based on the Ten Commandments, certainly. And you're right, using the word indoctrination, though, and maybe it's a good thing, because i got to tell you something. The word progressive is not bad. I want to make progress as well. I just don't want to progress the way they want us to. So maybe redefining words and getting back to their actual definition is a good thing. And I'm guessing we get a lot of that in your book. Yes, you do. You get a lot of that in my book. I mean, I, this is just the wave tops. I will send you a copy so you can you can read it. I'll <laughs> come you. back and we'll talk about it in more depth. Yeah. But it it maybe I'll get backlash for saying that. But it is the fact of the matter. I, I looked into the history. I researched it. It's fascinating to see what our education system was supposed to be. There's no such thing as neutrality. We can pretend that there is. But if we do, we're going to end up exactly where we are right now in chaos in absolute chaos. No, I, and the uh, Christianity what? that I'm talking about, by the way, yeah. I'm not talking about training children to be practicing Christians. Right. I am a practicing Christian, and I think you should be too. But I'm talking about the fact that our Constitution is based on natural law. Whether or not you're a practicing Christian or a practicing Jew, that is the basis of the legal system in our country. That's the basis of the definition of good and bad and right, right and wrong and morality and justice and injustice. And we have to acknowledge that or, again, we're going to live in chaos. We've made the word indoctrinate or the word indoctrination a pejorative, and you're right. It doesn't have to be. But we do have a decision to make. Either we don't teach anything and everybody just does anything they want and anarchy shows up, and then martial law shows up and the central government becomes what it wants to be, or we could be the Hitler youth, which which was indoctrination, which was horrendous, obviously. If we want to indoctrinate people on how to be good people, follow the, the bylaws and the founding values of this country, we do have to teach them the right way. And we've become so disconnected. I mean, you're, you're enlightening me. You're teaching me as we go, Wheeler. Um, we've we become so disconnected from what exactly it is that teachers and educators and, and those who are uh, the, 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 the up, the, up the chain, the principals and the, the school district uh, um, presidents and everybody, we have been so blind 
to what they've been doing that now that we're shining a light and we're going, holy crap, how did that happen? And you're going to tell us exactly how that happened in this book. It's called Hide Your Children. Just give me, if you don't mind, just give me a last word. You hit on something earlier that I thought was very interesting. A lot of people want to homeschool, but they just don't feel like they can. They don't think, well, financially they can't. They don't have the time to do it. They've got bills mounting. They've got a family situation. They're taking care of an elder person. How do you homeschool if you don't feel like you can? Can you? You can, and I will be perfectly honest with you and tell you that I come at this from a position of incredible bias. I was homeschooled from kindergarten through 12th grade, and I loved every minute of it. It's a superior academic uh, education. It, It prepares children socially better for adulthood and for citizenship of the United States than public schools, even then private schools, it is intimidating when you when parents who haven't been homeschooled or don't know that much about homeschooling think about, oh, do I have to be an expert in all of these topics? I don't know about calculus. I don't know about high school level chemistry. Right. But that's not how homeschool curriculum is, is formulated. Homeschool curriculum is formulated so the parent is actually the administrator of the curriculum versus the outright teacher of the curriculum. It's form, it's it's created, the curriculum's written for you as a parent. There are so many groups, homeschool groups, there are so many um, there are so many great curriculums now that if, if you haven't reached out and, and researched that, I mean, you can go to the Homeschool Legal Defense Association to get started, but there are so many parents that are willing to uh, give you an ear and give you some advice and guide you. It's what I plan to do with my with my toddler. I know she's only two and a half, but my husband and I plan to homeschool her. That's great. I, I love it. Great advice. Thank you, Liz. Go to LizWheeler.com. Follow everything she does. Subscribe to everything she does. Go to Rumble. Go to YouTube. Go everywhere. And get this book, HideYourChildrenBook.com. Liz, come back up more often. Let's not wait two years this time. Yeah, bargain. Thanks so much for having me. I appreciate it. <laughs> you bet. We're back after this. Stay right here. This is the Joe Pag Show. Appreciate Liz Wheeler coming on. Go check out LizWheeler.com or HideYourChildrenBook.com. Let's do this popular. Whoop. Dirty pop. Hi, Polo, talk to me. So have you seen that the SAG-AFTRA has also joined the, the writer's strike? I'm not surprised. They have nothing to say if they'll be writing anything. Right, but it's, it's starting to get crazy. I mean, to the point where there was a, a movie premiere happening in the UK and all the actors walked out. Oh, wow. Yeah, so it, it's... It's going to get interesting. I'm surprised it's gone so long. I mean, with everybody saying no and forget about it, they're going to be losing too much money. They're going to have to have to bring them back and give the writers what they want. Yeah. All right, bro. Appreciate you. Thank you, uh, CJ. Thank you, Carrie. I'm Joe. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye. This is the Joe Pegg Show.